right, welcome everybody. We're back to another episode of the First Fleet 10-4 podcast, and it is another bonus episode of our Wellness Wednesdays. Uh, I am Mark McKnight, and glad to be with you today, and here with our executive producer, <laughs> Eliz Wyndham. Hey everybody, how's it going? Long time no here. It has been a while. I've missed these. These are fun to do. I hope everybody else that is listening is enjoying these as much as I do. I hope so too, because I'm having a great time. I do too. Um, I like talking wellness. I like talking about health and what can, what are ways that we can do to improve ourselves, even in small ways. Absolutely. I'm, I'm ready to go. I had a nice little v- vacation last weekend. A little tacked on a couple days to the end of the weekend and I'm ready to go. Well, I was going to save that shout out for the end of the, of the podcast, but oh, now that okay. you bring well, we it can, up, we, could do that we need later. to let our listeners know what you accomplished on your vacation. Cause I was quite impressed, uh, with, uh, with, a, a few, a couple of shots within a few seconds of each other. You Let's were able say, to, uh, <laughs> what were you able to get that on the, on your vacation? Let's just say I, uh, filled my bag limit in South Carolina on opening weekend of deer season. And I brought back a cooler full of very lean, uh, protein. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. And there may be some antlers in my freezer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned uh, deer hunting and just kind of the things that you do while you kind of keep yourself as comfortable as possible sitting out there in your deer stand in the sure. middle of the cornfields of South Carolina. So I was glad you were able to uh, to share some of that. The pictures were very impressive. Yeah. And it's always nice to go hunting and not be freezing. Although sitting in a in a tree in 95 degree heat is maybe worse i'm not sure (laughs) but i I have better luck than most of the guys because i don't smell as bad so (laughs) (laughs) well well done on that we look forward to a little venison maybe uh down the road uh, as part of this wellness wellness piece yeah i have to make a steak or something make some tenderloin Well, speaking of food and good food, yes. uh, this is kind of ones that this is kind of a conversation I've been wanting us to have for a while because uh, I'm always listening to different things. I'm always wanting to learn more about what is it about food or eating that kind of it's not just something that you it's not part of just something it takes and goes in your body. It's something that you it's part of life. Right. I mean, it's it's culture. Every I feel like for me, I mean, I'm a southern girl. My whole community like every time i go to see p- friends to see family the it everything that we do is revolving around food pretty yeah. much so yeah it's crucial to life and yeah, I, I grew up uh, in, in church, and it was always like whenever you had some kind of celebration, it was a fellowship. Absolutely. Food, fun, and fellowship was part of our church uh, <laughs> gatherings back in the day. Food and always came first. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Got you, and you know who brings what too. I and you always this. ask that person whether it's the particular ice cream, or the banana pudding, or the macaroni and cheese. I was going to say the macaroni and cheese. That's yeah. always the crucial one. Oh yeah. You got to do oh, it yeah. right. But you got to do it in moderation. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's oh, kind yes. of what we're trying to. That's what we're going for. That's what we're, we're getting on, on today's talk is just, you know, what is it about food? And, and many times you think of food, the first thing, if, if kind of if you, if you let yourself go and it's kind of like, ah, maybe kind of put on a couple pounds, you know, what's the first thing you got to say? Go on a diet? I got to go on a diet. Oh, yeah. Man, that's a, and just when you hear those words or you even think this, it's like, oh man, that sounds like no fun. I'm going to deprive myself. And it's just like eating lettuce all the time, just rabbit food. Oh gosh. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. And, you know, as I was thinking of, you know, there's been, it's like almost like the last decade has just been a a bunch of different, what diet can be the best diet. Yes. I mean, we've had all kinds. We've had keto. And science tells us everything. Keto. Changes weekly. Paleo. Mediterranean diet. South beach diet. Vegan. Atkins. 
Uh, vegetarian. Carnivore. Carnivore. Vegan. Um, uh, he said vegan, vegetarian. What are some other diets? Fruitarian is one that I've heard of. Oh, that's I don't think it's very long-lasting. I don't think it could I've be. I've actually heard of breathitarian. <laughs> I don't think that one would have lasted very long either. But, you know, and, and the thing is, is that those can, those can work. You know, but, you know, Short how term. long do they work? And, you know, there's lots of different ways to, to make it successful. You know, the one thing I looked up is that, you know, the diet, you know, right. you think of restriction, depriving yourself. Yeah. I looked it up. Oh, Merriam-Webster, okay. which was like the old version of Google. Okay. Because, you know, Good you used to, know. to have the book that you would flip through to find the definition of something. So I had to go back it. to the original form. <laughs> but diet has four different definitions. Okay. And the first one is food and drink regularly provided or consumed. Okay. Makes that, sense. Uh, number two, habitual nourishment, which is a key word there. Number three, the kind and amount of food prescribed for a person or animal for a special reason. Okay. And then number four is a regimen of eating and drinking sparingly so as to reduce one's weight going on a diet. Uh, so I found it interesting that that was the fourth definition. Kind of the end of the chain. Yeah. Okay. But the number one and number two is what kind of nourishment am I getting? And so that's what I like to think of is a diet is what kind of nourishment am I, am I putting in my body? Right. You know, and when you think about it that way, it doesn't sound as hard. No, it doesn't. Not easy, but it doesn't sound, it sound as hard or restrictive. No, it sounds nourishment. That sounds manageable. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I, I think so. Um, because when you think about following a diet, it's like, okay, it's going to be hard. I'm going to start on Monday. <laughs> I'm always going to start on the Monday on because Monday. I'm really going to, I'm really going to, it's no. going to be painful, so you might as well do it all at exactly, once. Exactly, exactly. Right. Uh, so you never know how long it's going to last. But Monday's always the day that I'm, you know, you're not looking forward to. Um, <laughs> and then that's the hard part is you feel like you're just restricting, and restriction is part of it. Sure, because if you have you're restricting to. calories or certain like processed foods. Right. Um, but I think it's the deprivation that really kind of sinks into your emotional gut. Emotional gut is the key. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, you miss things. You miss food. I get that. And so, you know, how can you successfully have a diet of nourishment where you're not feeling like you're restricting yourself? I mean, what kind of foods could you put in your body Sure. that would, you know, help on a diet? Right. That makes sense. So that's what, that's what we're going to discuss today. It's going to be a fun one, guys. Yeah. 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 Um, satiety. That's a big word. It's a big word to say because I've heard it pronounced different ways. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Uh, like to satiate? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. You know, to, say, to, to put something in your body that's going to be satisfying. So satiation, yeah. satisfaction. Am I going to feel good by the time we, I get right. done eating Or am I going to eat and still feel hungry? Right. Yeah. yeah. No one wants that diet. Mm, Was no. that like the grapefruit diet? I've done that hey, back one. in the day, back in the nineties <laughs> when that was like, okay, I'm, I'll try that. And that yeah. yeah. Oh, we didn't even do like the basic, like low fat. That was a huge one. Low fat, low carb, low carb you know, the opposite. Yeah. So, you know, those, those conflicting mm -hmm. types of things. And, and, you know, it, I, it's funny. I think I may have mentioned this on the, one of the other podcasts, but whenever I hear of, uh, of someone asking a coach or a doctor for advice, there's two words. And I think they're the two words of this decade. It depends. <laughs> It, you know, will, yes. will, will low carb work for me? It depends. Will low fat work for me? It depends. Will running work right. for me? It depends. And I guess that depends means everybody is individual. Sure. And that specific. makes sense. So I'm not the same as you. So no. what may work for me may be different for you and vice versa. Right. We have different family histories, different 
body types, different styles. Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah. So, I mean, so I guess the thing is, is okay, what, what can we put into our body that will provide the nourishment and stuff that we the need? The nourishment that we need, that each of us need in different amounts. Yeah. So before I start this, can I, there's always, whenever I listen to the podcast, I always hear that someone that may not be like a doctor or something, I always want to say that we are not offering medical advice. Absolutely not. (laughs) Please consult your doctor or your physician (laughs) for anything that may depend upon yourself or what you seek. But you know, what what we'd like to provide is some kind of a, um, you know, here's some advice that, that from what we've learned and then what we've studied. Our experience and what we've nerded out about and, you know things that we have gleaned over the years. So one thing I always think of is that, you know, food is made up of three main macronutrients. Okay. Yep. So it's the foundation, which we got one protein, carbs, fat, right? Protein, carbs, and fat. Okay. Basics. And, you know, it's just think, okay, well, that's then all those three make up the calories, which is energy. Okay. So you've got, but you got protein. Protein to me is kind of like a, a building block. Sure. You know, it provides your amino acids for your muscle growth. Okay. Uh, even just providing muscle and, and the sustenance of keeping muscle. Right. And I know as we age, uh, I, was, I was talking to my wife about the other day, night, and I said, well, you don't want to get into sarcopenia. She's like, what's sarcopenia? <laughs> I said, well, it's muscle loss as you age. And I said, I don't want to. I, you know, that, that's something that's, I think, I can't remember the percentage, but you do. And somebody can call in, hit the ask button if you know the answer. <laughs> it, there's a certain percentage of body of muscle that you lose for every decade that as you get older after, like, age 40. Oh, so you have to eat more protein as you get older? Is that what you're saying? Eat more protein and resistance. You know, what kind of resistance? Resistance movements, exercise you can to resistance. Help. Is that like weights, like weights, lifting weights? weights. Okay, even Got walking. It. You know, it's hard to think about walking is actually a resistance exercise because oh. you're bearing your weight as you walk, sure. and you're having to hold yourself up. Okay, so makes I mean, sense. That's a, that's a really light form of resistance exercise. Excellent. But protein is kind of like that foundation amino acids that says, yeah. okay, what can I put in my body that's going to help me maintain or either grow muscle? Okay, makes sense. There you go. It's the basic. Yeah. Yeah, and then I know, is it carbs give you energy, or is it, well, fat too, I guess? So Actually, both, of, both of those. Okay. Both of those are the energy sources. Ah. And you had to think of, well, is fat energy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the way you like, I I, so. I, I, you know, I've, I've understood it is, is that carbohydrates are kind of like that quick fuel. You sure. know, if you're going to be doing something that's going to be burning a lot of energy in a you know, a long period of time, like with fast movements or something, right. you may need some of those carbohydrates, you know, it's rice, like, like potatoes. like Gatorade has sugar in it. Exactly. Yeah. Rice and potatoes. Oh, right. Because like, um, uh, what is it? Endurance athletes will carb load. They'll carb load. You always hear about the, yeah, the, I always the marathon hear about dinners. That. I always have their big uh, spaghetti dinners. I know the one marathon I did way, way two decades ago. Oh. My sister cooked us in Chicago. We drove up there. We flew up there and she cooked us a, a big spaghetti dinner. Okay. Yeah, I still hit the bomb. I still hit the wall. Um, so it didn't. It, it didn't really. <laughs> didn't it got help. so far. It got so far, but it didn't. It didn't quite make to. The, but I did. I did finish. But yeah. But yeah, you hear about that. That's, those are famous for like those those types of, of uh, events. Sure. And then fat also gives you energy too. Is Fat's it a different kinda, type? I think of it's energy? like a, it's like a slow burning energy. And I always have to do the math on this. But okay. you know, there's calories and right. protein, fat, and carbs make up calories. And so for every gram of protein, it's four calories. For okay. every gram of carbohydrate, it's four calories. So if you're adding up, say well, I can only have so many calories, right. you're adding all that all up. And fats have nine calories. 
per gram. Per gram. Oh, that's a bit more. Yeah. It's double, so more than we, double. But you think about it, it's more filling. Right. Absolutely. So it's, but if calorie, if a kilocalorie is energy for your energy expenditure, then it's is it going to last longer? And that's where I hear a lot on these. Those yeah. who do like a, maybe they may have a workout that's resistance workout or it's a long, slow endurance type sure. of ultra race or something. They may fill up and fuel on fat. Okay, so that it makes lasts sense. longer. Okay, so it would be like essentially carbs are when you put uh, lighter fluid on your on your fire, and then the fat is more of the like coals or like a certain type of wood. I like that on the analogy. Fire, right? I like that analogy. Yeah, like slower burning, yeah, like exactly. a good hardwood. Yes. Okay. All right. So we don't want to necessarily keep putting lighter fluid on there. Because the fire is already burning. Because fire is oh right. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> what can you do to keep the fire burning? Okay. And preferably burn off some fat. Am I right? <laughs> exactly. And, you know, that's what's funny because, you know, all the those who are on the um, the, the high fat or the, the ketogenic right. is that, you know, fat doesn't make you fat. That's, that's one thing that, well, if I eat fat, then I'm going to put on fat. Right. But fat that's doesn't necessarily works. know, but it depends. It dep- <laughs> that's going to be that the word. word again. We're going to title this one, It Depends. <laughs> Um, it, it depends on what you're, what you're going to be using and, and how you're going to be using that, that fuel for energy. Okay. So, and I think the whole, the big thing, the whole goal is, uh, not so much. Okay. So making sure our energy intake equals or is less than our energy output. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Seems reasonable. Yeah. Basically, you know, you, know. you always hear calories in, Cal- calories out. Right. You know, am I, am I, am I? expending more calories than I'm taking in. Right. You know, even though we've just discussed a calorie is not a calorie. You sure. Know, a bag of potato chips is different than five potatoes. I always hear there's five <laughs> potatoes in a bag of potato chips. Are you going to eat five potatoes? Probably not. Probably not, but, but you those could potato chips, <laughs> uh, I can put down a bag of potato chips oh, quickly. Oh, easy. That so is my kryptonite. It's so big. It's different yeah, in that okay. aspect. Yeah, something about making them crunchy and salty, and I'm, yeah. I'm there. And, and, and processed foods. I mean, that's 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 a whole different topic we can get off on a tangent sure. as far as, you know, I think that's probably one of the biggest pieces that's really hurt our um, uh, society. Yeah. I mean, I'm not talking about just our continent, but globally. Yeah. I mean, I think. Well, I mean, these companies are literally me- like chemically making these foods to be perfect to like hit all of our cravings and all of our impulses. I mean, we just, it's almost impossible to resist. Oh, yeah. Isn't there an ad that you can't eat one, just one Lay's potato chip? Yeah. Wasn't that an old ad? Mm-hmm. That's, it's, but it's still true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a book out a few years ago called The Dorito Effect. Oh. And it's because there was so many flavors that were put into a Dorito that hits every you know, whatever it's every aspect of taste that you have. And that's the whole goal mm. is that's lots of money put into that kind of science. Like food to, science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To make it incredibly addictive. Yeah. yeah. So how do we fight that, Mark? I just eat real food. <laughs> that's that's kind of one of my, my things I, I heard years ago and I always title it Jerf, Just Eat Real Food. Oh, okay. And, I like uh, it. So, it's, you know, that's not always possible, but I think if we if we plan ahead I think those are options that we can we can uh, take into account and, and and make happen yeah sounds like a good plan and maybe at the end of this we'll kind of go over some different things that we can kind of keep with us sure yeah let's uh, do just it just kind of like little snacks or something that kind of help with satiety and kind of kind of beat that that hunger 
Excellent. Let's do it. All right. Well, and, and the other thing is, is that, well, I've always, you know, well, I'm, I used to, when I ran, I used to say, I, I didn't eat to run. I ran to eat. Ah, and that's kind okay. of a popular saying that's, that's even in my household. Well, I ran eight miles today. So you can eat whatever you want. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't always. And, you know, I could be 16 or I could be 50. Right. There's a big difference there. Yeah. And I'd say most of us that Teen, are listening are probably can closer. Totally get away with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wish I could. I wish I could do that. And back then I could, but sure. no, not anymore. Um, but there's an old saying that you can't out train a crummy diet. Ah, I think I've I've heard a variant of that. It's uh, abs are made in the kitchen. Very good. <laughs> That's the one I've heard. <laughs> Some old bodybuilding thing, yeah. Yeah, but it's true. But it's Makes true. Sense. You know, my uh, if you, you know CrossFit, it's a pretty popular um, yeah, type of, of exercise sport these days. I don't know if you, you don't know if you call it an exercise regimen or if you call it a sport, but it's it's pretty popular. And you see yeah. these people on the videos or the TV and they're the athletes and you think, wow, those guys are, you know, guys or ladies, they're, they're pretty built. All of them, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like, like looking at an NFL player versus <laughs> us going out and playing in the yard. So no th- kidding. that's just the very <laughs> few people that happen. But anyway, I was, I was watching kind of what, you know, some of their videos as far as what their foundation is and okay. that's, it's a triangle and the foundation is nutrition. Oh, excellent. everything else above that doesn't matter if you don't have your nutrition right. If you don't have your foundation. Yeah, so your conditioning, your strength, your endurance. Your ability to jump onto a two-foot-tall box. Yeah, that's all on top of that. (laughs) Okay. So it it kind of brought me back to, okay, just like you said, it starts in the kitchen or or how you prepare and take take time to get your, your food Right. It does take, yeah. I always spend Sunday afternoon meal prepping for the week so that I make sure I have a breakfast so that I'm not, don't get hangry at any point in time. Sure. I have to be ready. And that's one thing we've always encouraged our, our team on the road is take a little more extra time before you leave. Or even like you said, Sunday, Sunday's a huge meal prep day for a lot of people. And because yeah. you take, you have, you have a little, maybe have a little more time or a day that you have off to have a little more time just to kind of get, a, get a couple of meals ready. If you're going to make one, like I've always heard, if you're going to make breakfast, make two. Oh, absolutely. You know, for the next, I always make my breakfast the night before for the next day. We'll just make two or three. So you don't have to worry about it. Cause it's about, about the same amount of time. Yeah. I have all my meals done through Wednesday actually right now. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. so, and that's, you know, I'd like, we, as we always, we always to encourage you to, to hit the ask button on our podcast. And, and again, you tell us what your, your thoughts are as far as what, you know, what do you do as far as preparing for the week or for preparing for a run you may be out for on the road and you want to have you be in charge of your nourishment yeah tell us about your lunchbox what you got packed yeah we want to hear it yeah because many times i'll see people bring their coolers in or a big lunchbox and you know packing on ice and then they're they're everybody's out so yeah we we want to hear that because we want to hear what you're doing sure in, in preparation so call in let us know all right. So I guess a couple of different things is what drives us to eat? Uh, I said hangry earlier. Does that not get... <laughs> hangry is when you get down the bottom. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's usually I don't realize it. I'm usually working or not paying attention. And then I'm, then I realize I have a headache and I'm 
irritable. I'm like, yeah, oh, I should yeah. go eat. My wife told me this morning, she, this week, she told me, she goes, food really has an impact on you when you don't eat, because I, I do. I'll get, a, I'll get a long, just kind of a slow, long-lasting headache if I don't get the nourishment in when I need to. Right. You know, maybe that's because maybe I haven't trained my body to last a little bit longer or my brain to last a little bit longer. Um, but, yeah, we eat because we're hungry, and that's kind of the, yeah. what our body's intended to. When your body's hungry, when it needs nourishment, it's to, it's to get the food in our body for us to take care of ourselves. Right. I've also, I'm, I'm a bored or stress eater. I don't know if you're a stress eater. That, that has um, been known I'd to say, happen. I'd say if, it's, if there's ever, it's, it'd be on the, the kind of the boredom sign. Not bored, but, you know, you're just kind of like, uh, or it's a mental, it's an emotional thing. Yeah. Well, when I went home, I was like, I have to have my road trip snacks, you know, just something for those long miles in Georgia on I-20 where you've got nothing, no exits, just pine trees. You gotta have. I don't know. I, I'm always trying, reaching for something. I always catch myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I've always been. I've been very guilty of that too. Because I'd always people used to make fun of me because I'd have my little carton of almonds and walnuts or raisins or something that I would always have in my desk. Yeah. And uh, and that's one thing that I used to do. And um, you know, I was, I was wanting to go over this as far as mindlessly eating. Ooh. Yes. You know, I'm not hungry, mm. and if I if I mindlessly eat and I eat real fast. Yeah. If I eat real fast, then I'm like, okay, well, that was good, but I'm not. I'm still kind of hungry. So then I'd reach for the, I'd reach for an almond. And I I can't eat just one almond because it's really small. So you, you know, you start eating a handful, and I started measuring, and I never had measured like with like a little bitty ten dollar scale of of how much that actually was, and I was really blown away. So I had to change my, I had to change my style of eating to where I needed to make sure I was getting the nourishment in the meal. And I wasn't doing that mindlessly. Wasn't just filling up on almonds. Yes, especially if I'm on the road because I can have that little bag and I can reach over and you're not thinking about it. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, One other thing is it's like eating too fast. Yeah, you you mentioned that. I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah. um, Yeah. uh, I've learned over time that if I eat fast, um, and I looked up on, on Huffington Post Okay. Um, back from 2016, <laughs> Source of all wisdom. I asked, I said, how, how, you know, how long does it take your brain to tell your stomach? Cause there's a nerve system. It's the nerve center. Everything okay. travels. Sure. It's the nerves telling your stomach, Hey, I'm done. Um, but the Huffington post, it says it can take up to 20 minutes to feel full. Once you start to eat, uh, generally there's a delay and a disconnect between when you put food in and your brain says, hey, this is good, uh, <laughs> to when it gets into your gut and your gut goes, hang on, brain, you better slow that down. 20 minutes. 20 that's, minutes. That's a chunk of time. Yes. Okay. Um, and how many, I mean, a lot of times, I mean, you know, we may fix a meal and it takes a long time to fix a meal. Right. And it's funny if you ever have a Thanksgiving celebration or, you know, a big family get together and the person who's doing most of the preparing, it's, it's, it's always inevitable. Wow, that went fast because they took a day or so to right. make all this so many hours. great food, and all of a sudden it's done. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. twenty minutes is a long time, and I know when you're in a hurry, or sometimes if somebody comes in and says, "I'm so hungry," right? Because mentally your brain's saying, "I need some food now," sure. and so you do. You try to take care of that. And your what is it? Your eyes are bigger than your stomach. Yes, and you just yes. eat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know in my family, we always had to eat, uh, bef- um, try and finish your food before my brother, because then he would want to be like, hey, you're going to finish that? Would he, would he get off your plate? <laughs> he, was, he was known. You had to kind of watch, watch him <laughs> when he was younger. 
<laughs> he was a reacher. I've tried this before, and it's it's helped, but it's not very appealing. Is I've always heard chew a bite of food forty two times. So chew. <sighs> 42 chews. Don't worry, we're not going to sit there and okay, pretend good. like we're chewing no, no. on this for later by here is chewing 42 <laughs> times. But when you do that... I've, I've heard that, and it's just such a pain. It is. It is. Um, you know, what we had a, I had a piece of meat last night, and I was like, okay, let me see what that tastes like. Let me see, let me how, let's see how this goes. And it's like, okay, you're chewing and chewing and chewing, and you want to get it down, but yeah. it's, you know, when you're it goes down much easier. I'll say that okay. food goes down much easier. Um, I'm not saying you, I'm not saying it tastes better the more you chew, but it does help with that 20 minutes to okay. at least allow your body Helps to realize it's realize full. and your brain says, Hey, I've had enough. Okay. That's probably good. I know my parents have started. Um, my mom found some smaller plates that are just slightly under dinner size plate size, but not quite the, a small, you know, dessert plate and that that has really helped us all just as we because I remember the last time we were home we were all home and we were eating off these little plates and it really made a difference to have that smaller plate size yeah first of all it looks full so whatever you put on it it's a full plate exactly but it's not a huge plate so it tricked my brain into thinking oh this is you know plenty of food yeah it was cool. And then if you have that time, like I said, you're at home, so you're talking and, and you have right. that social aspect of it. And a lot of times when you're talking, that occupies a lot of that 20 minutes. Exactly. If, you know, if you're not talking and you're just kind of moving and it's just a, a, a mechanical Everyone's just plowing in. Yeah. That 20 minutes doesn't happen. But yeah, I like that aspect of it, of, you know, having a time to, uh, you know, share time with somebody. Sure. Oh, yeah. It's always good to eat dinner with people and chat yeah. and just take a break. Oh, yeah. You made a good point on putting enough food on your plate, but not piles of it. So, right. um, you know, they say, you know, don't worry about trying to clean your plate. But I don't know. I thought about when I after I read this, I look at, you know, I look around at my, my kids or and we always have a clean plate at the end. Yeah. But I've, I've learned that they only put as much on there that they're going to eat. No one really right. puts, a, puts some, I guess hopefully they learn from their mom and dad that, you know, you want to have a clean plate, only don't get enough food. because don't waste it. Right. You know, and, and we, they know that if you don't eat it, it's going to be there tomorrow. That has, <laughs> it'll yeah. be even colder because it'll be in the fridge That's overnight. Right. That has actually bitten me before. In America, our goal is to clean our plates. You know, our parents trained us in that as young kids. Well, I did some traveling overseas and I was out eating at friends' houses And if you don't leave food on your plate, they think you're still hungry. And so they keep bringing you more and you can say you're full. They will not, they will not stop bringing food until there is plenty of food left on your plate. Like it's a cultural thing. Um, And this was in parts of the Middle East and Asia. And we, I would always have to remember, okay, pace myself. This is just the first course. There's more to come. I have to leave something on my plate. So they realize I'm full and I don't want any more of this course. And over here, if you leave something on your plate, you didn't like that? Abs- every time. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the uh, other cultures are very much about that hospitality, so they want to make sure that you are You're satisfied. Well yes, yes. It was definitely something I had to unlearn while I was there and mentally make an effort to say, oh, no, don't eat this. Leave it there. <laughs> yeah. One other thing, and, and this is my own personal weakness, is if it's out in the open. Ooh. So if food is sitting out. Mm-hmm. Like if... 
you are done with a meal, but it's still sitting out and it could be anything sitting there. I'm like, <laughs> well, it's still sitting there. I mean, it's still kind of, you know, open game. Sure. And I'll eat it. It could be my wife may make some brownies. And the kids love her brownies. Brownies are good. And if it's still sitting out, it's like I'm the edge guy. You know, I like just uh, I just trim off the edge. I don't need a whole brownie, but I'll I'll eat enough edges that I've equated to a whole <laughs> brownie. But as soon as I look at it and I say I'm gonna put the cover over it, and I either put it in the refrigerator or I put it in the, wherever it may need to go out of sight, I don't think about it anymore. Oh, that's excellent. So that's a huge thing for me is out of sight, out of mind. If I don't see it, I'm not gonna think about it. That's cool. I know I have that with things that I really love, like potato chips, crunchy, salty, something like that. Um, but I don't, I don't actually mind. I'm, I'm actually the keeper of the office candy jar. If any of you guys ever come into well, very well aware of that, <laughs> yeah. I apologize to everyone. Um, but I, that does not tempt me. It can sit on the edge of my desk all day. I have not eaten out of the office candy jar ever actually, you know, I just, it, it doesn't tempt me in that way. Sugary candy doesn't really it's not my kryptonite. <laughs> well, um, now that we're on, on that topic, you, you kind of brought it up, and it wasn't planned, but Uh-oh. I was going to ask, what is that What is that food that gets you, because I'd like to know what everybody else thinks, too. <laughs> if you want to hit that ask button, tell us what your weakness is. But, Eliz, what is your, what's your weakness? You said, you said basically that's... Salt and vinegar kettle-cooked potato chips. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I think you just you just kind of got the, the the juices going oh, you know, in the back of my throat just by you know right. if you, when you, you hear about the certain tastes you you start thinking about those. They're good. Yeah, that's my favorite. I only allow myself to get a small bag when I'm on a road trip, but then this time I didn't. I'm I'm trying to trying when to eat healthier. Yourself off well, I'm, I'm I'm in I'm doing well, but uh, this time I, I did get a, some of the some other snacks, but. Kept away from the potato chips, so I, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> good. <laughs> Just think about that as potatoes. Get us. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> they taste so good. <laughs> the salt and vinegar. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if I could just lick the flavoring off of them. Would that still count? What do you think? <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> Probably so. Not to mention be a little gross. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. How about you, Mark? What is your, what's your kryptonite? Mine has always been like the salsa or not the salsa, but the chips, like the, like, oh, like Mexican restaurant, Mexican restaurant chips. Um, but I've currently in the last little bit found a passion for, um, I'll probably be kicked off the wellness podcast for this, <laughs> uh, pork rinds. Oh my gosh. That's what I ate instead of, instead of my chips for this. They're not that bad for no, you. No, I mean, uh, they have the same amount of fat as potato it's, it's chips. It's pork skin yep. cooked in pork fat. Yep. Not, not like a vegetable right. oil. Nothing it's bad. pork fat. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only bad part is, is that my wife bought, you know, how Costco sells everything small, oh. big. There's nothing small <laughs> at Costco. So she brings home this big container. I'm like, Oh, thanks. Oh, no. So I kind of just, you know, you I, I every once, yeah, I don't need it. Cause there's, they don't weigh anything. Right. So you think you you're not eating realize. a whole lot. You just think you're just, you know, I'm trying not to show. I, I get a hand and I portion it and I'm done. Smart. Well, I got about halfway through. She comes home with another one. I'm like, hey, <laughs> hey doll, I don't, I don't, I, I thank you. I appreciate you thinking of me and you loving on me. But if I continue to eat these, it's not going to be good. She goes, I, she's okay. I'm not going to buy any more. So I'm, we're, we're about getting through that. It's okay. taking me a while, Congratulations. But, but they're kind of like that new thing. Yeah. But I mean, I know a lot of people who maybe do the keto diet. That's kind of what, because it is, it's pretty much protein and fat. Yeah. And it, it, they're it's just actually, processed. yeah, it's processed. So it's probably not the best for you. It has a lot of sodium. 
So if you have high blood pressure and salt messes with you, then it's not the best. My first bout of pork runs yeah. were um, back when I was in high school, and my one of my best friends was a he, they raised pigs. So when they were doing sausage in the winter, Ooh. they invited us out for them to do their sausage that day. Well, as part of the sausage and part of their preparation, they had all the pork skins. Sure. So they took the pork skins, had the big kettle over the fire, and they cooked them. And his dad was like, well, Mark has some. Well, I did. And I had <laughs> one. And then more. And then more. Because they tasted really good. They just They're came from the fresh oil. Oh, man. About an hour into it. I didn't feel so good. Ooh, that's a so lot that was, I mean, those stomach. were the real thing. Wow. But, um, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't do that again. I'll stick with the, uh, the, the small portions of prepackaged process. Yeah, smart. Very, very smart. Yeah, I know. I, I prefer to call them by their uh, Spanish name, Chicarones. <laughs> it sounds fancier than pork rinds. But <laughs> I have a bag of those, too. Yeah. <laughs> a small bag. Sure. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. That's, I always buy them in the small bags. There's some, there's a brand in Georgia that I get when I'm traveling through Southern Georgia and it's crack pork cracklins. And yeah. so they're not quite pork rinds. They're better. So they probably a little fun. more crunch to them. They do. They have a little bit more crunch, a little bit less chance of, um, asphyxiating on little bits. Have you, do you, have you ever done that? If you like breathe in and you've got pork rinds and you're uh, coughing yeah. and yeah, it's really yeah. dangerous actually. Days ago, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, guys, I don't recommend eating those and driving because no, it's a good point. Hey, they're seriously, it yeah. can be dangerous. So, either that or chew really well, chew 42 times. Yeah, breathe through your nose. Yeah, <laughs> watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, before we end, we better take, say. What, what do we need to be doing? Sure. Yes, um, we should. we don't need to be eating pork rinds and no. salt and vinegar chips. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, what are the things that we can be doing? Eat, you know, eat more of a balanced diet. Sure. Uh, what are the things, like we mentioned earlier, things, foods that are going to satisfy? Something with a lot of fiber. Fiber. Uh, fruits and vegetables. Veggies yeah. are not everybody's favorite. Right. But if you have something with more fiber than kind of a simple sugar, mm -hmm. um, fiber does fill you up a little bit more. And sometimes it can negate even some of the sugars. You yeah. Know, sometimes people don't even count the fiber when you count a carbohydrate. Right. They subtract that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I usually... I usually avoid fruit, just to be honest. It's just too sweet. Too sweet, yeah. And uh, and I don't want to waste the calories. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> there are some that are, but maybe not be as sweet. Maybe the berries. Yeah. Berries are maybe yes. have a less glycemic type of uh, impact. Exactly. Yeah. Blueberries, blueberries, blackberries, strawberries. Yeah. Thankfully, yeah. my kids like berries, so that, that's, that's, that's a staple in our house <laughs> as far as getting some of those. Yeah. Um, and then good, a good source of protein. Remember, that's the building block. Right. And fat to keep you keep your stomach happy, but mm -hmm. make sure it's not you know junk fat. It's not pork rinds. It's a well balanced meat and fat and fiber and ratio. Yeah. yeah. So when you're talking about fat, what are some things that we, I mean, what are some different types of fat that we can look at? I mean, what are some good options if people are wanting to look, uh, say if they're wanting to have a healthy snack, you're on the road. Oh uh, yeah, sure. Um, so it's not the, it's not the pork rinds or the chips or something, but if they're on the roads, like, okay, what are some things that I can have when I stop that sure. I can kind of slowly eat and, and to kind of nourish myself? Nuts. We've already mentioned almonds. No, almonds. Yeah. yeah. Nuts. Walnuts. Um, I, have you ever had any macadamia nuts? I love them, but I have to be very careful because they add up fast. They are. They're probably one of the fattiest 
but they're so nuts. good. Um, and you know, they're not cheap. No, they're not. So, I mean, they, I don't, you don't, we don't, you know, we don't, that's not something we get very often, but if I've learned, I've learned that if I did have some, I'll eat one because, you know, if you just want one. to just know about you, well, one very slowly. Okay. All right. Um, it does, it does seem to satisfy a little bit more than like a, maybe a typical nut or seed. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I know cheese sticks are really portable and handy. Um, hard boiled eggs. Ooh. Oh, that's my ultimate favorite. Yeah. I usually eat two for two or three for breakfast. Yeah. Um, easy. So you know, easy. They're kind of, a, sometimes they're like, it's like a, a, a guessing game. Did I cook them too long? Did I not cook them enough? Are they and when I peel it? When I get the peeling off, is all the egg, all the white going to come off? Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, hard boiled eggs. My my daughter, she'll she'll always boil six or seven on a Sunday, and then like her meal prep, she'll have them throughout yeah. the week, maybe with a salad or something. Oh but, yeah, that's you know, I always call like an, an egg is like the perfect food. Um, you know, it turns into a chicken, but it's got a great amount of fat. <laughs> it's got a great amount of protein, yeah. so it's a good solid type food. The ratios are excellent. Yes. Yeah. And I prefer mine not hard boiled. I like the, the yolk to be a little bit, I guess it's called jammy if you're in Britain. So I'd, I'll do like a seven minute egg instead of a 12 minute hard boiled where it's like almost like a yellow white with the green outside. That, ugh, no. Just make egg salad out of that and be done with it. But just to eat it, I, I love, you know, you don't cook it as long and they're really good. I recommend that. I have to do that. So Google jammy eggs and it's, I think, you bring them to a boil and then let them sit with the lid on the pot covered for seven minutes and then you cool them real fast and the white's fully done and the yolk is mostly done but it'll still be a little bit soft in the center not you know, runny you but. know everybody who hates doesn't like squeamish eggs is kind of doing that <laughs> kind of that look on their face right now like Ugh. i do like a, a little softer egg I my, think when, she, like when she my daughter cooked hers the other day i guess my mom had told her that when they turned green on the or gray on the outside you cooked them too long so yeah. she determined that she had cooked hers too long oh. last time so but I, she's better at it than i am i'm uh, i don't i'm not very scientific <laughs> with it sometimes i tear off half my egg when i try to oh. fix it <laughs> Um, Peeling is hard. Olives. Oh, yeah. Not and everybody likes olives, but they're really, I mean, you got to think they're a fruit. Yep. They are fruit, but they're full of fat. Yes. We get olive oil from them. Mm-hmm. Olive oil is like the healthy oil. I think that's the one thing science agrees on, that olive oil is good for you. True olive oil. This is 100% olive, yeah. That's that's the one thing that I've never heard a scientist say, oh, nope, we just, we found out it's bad, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else go, comes and goes, but olive oil is here to stay. Yeah, they're good. They've got a little, kind of like a salt taste and a yeah, good texture. Salty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I found some packs where it's like a little single serving. It almost looks like uh, an applesauce container, and it just has a single serving of olives. Okay. It even I can even take it on planes because it doesn't have any liquid in it. Uh, better on planes than opening up a bag of hard boiled eggs on a plane. Right. Yeah. yeah. In a, clo- in a closed environment, <laughs> you're going to run off people real quick <laughs> with the hard boiled eggs. Yes. Um, speaking of another fruit that people may not think of as a fruit, uh, avocados. Ooh. Yes. They're a great source of fat, and it's a fruit because it's got that big pit. That's right. I always forget middle. that it's a fruit. So yeah. those are good options because it's a really good solid source of, of, of fat. Yeah. And we all know I'm a huge fan of baby carrots. Yes. Yes. And um, actually radishes. Do you eat a lot of radishes? No, no, it's just no, me. Okay. That's, uh, I've got to have, I got to be in the mood for <laughs> those. I like the peppery, spicy. I like a lot of flavor. So yeah. I think if they're sliced well enough, I can, I can kind of get them in with a salad or something, but that's. <laughs> nah, just give them to me. I'll just, I'll just eat them like an apple. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then, you know, you've got the, you got the nut butters, almond butter, sure. coconut butter, really like coconut butter. And that's not, that's not as easy to find as a, as an almond butter or, you know, some kind of a, maybe peanut butter, but with yeah, those, you butter. really got to be watch out for added sugar. Yeah. And it's, you yeah. can't just eat like spoonful after spoonful. Right. You know, you that's one, one, one of those one spoonful, let it, let and the brain, done. let the brain start talking <laughs> and then kind of go with that. So at this point, we should probably just ask all of our listeners out there what they eat, right, Mark? I think that'd be, I, th- I would like to hear that as far as, you know, hit the ask button, leave us a message, let us know. Cause if it's something that's working for you and it's one of those, it depends, Yeah, it could work for you, but it'd be also nice to know that somebody else may wonder, Hey, does this work for me as well? Right. And Hey, if there's something, if there's a cool, great snack that Mark and I are missing, I would love to know. Cause I need some good, healthy road trip snacks <laughs> that are not pork rinds. <laughs> <laughs> that's, true. Yep. that's true. So let me know. Call in. Yeah. Well, I appreciate this. Absolutely. I'll be back and then you start getting these more back consistent. We do have some more that we're coming up. We'd like to do some on, um, on movement. Uh, I know this part of our regular episodes, not a, not one of the Wednesday episodes, but I know that I've talked with, um, Deborah Houston, who's our director of risk management of of working on injury, just like we've done with, uh, Mr. John Cole is get Deborah Houston. And we'll talk about, you know, what are ways that we can reduce injuries? And I mean, to me, it really wellness fits into that as far as what are we doing as far as our wellness aspect that can help reduce injuries in the workplace and and just at home. It's just, you know, how, what can we do to keep our body strong and and ready to move? Right. Absolutely. It's so important. We need to we need to be functional. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we'll have some more coming up on those. Um, but before we end, I kind of wanted to share something real quick. And sure. it's, it's kind of, it's part of wellness, but it's probably one of those things. It's like many people are like, Oh God, I can't believe he's talking about this, <laughs> but you know, it's a safe space, Mark. I'm, I, I turned 50 last year. I'm 51. Um, really? My doctor encouraged me out on my annual wellness visit. He said, Mark, you know, and he's a year younger than me. So he's, he's right there as well. Right there with you. Yeah. And he said, you know, he said, you know, at 50, we really encourage a colonoscopy at Ooh. 50. And I was like, uh. so I avoided it for a year and he, I went back this last year, my annual wellness. And he goes, we're going to go ahead and schedule that for you. Oh man. And m- I was like, okay, well, okay, go ahead. So as soon as I got done, my wife was like, did you, did they schedule that for you? I was like, well, I think they're going to work on that. So being my encouraging wife that she is, she did help with that. And (laughs) how thoughtful it's not something I'm looking forward to. So I'm having, I'm having a colonoscopy. This is uh, on this end of this week. So on the the day that we uh, air, this uh, would be the prep time, start, start time for that. So that's not always a fun time. I'm not looking forward to that because it's pretty much liquid. None of these things that we talked about, all these things, I'm going ahead and getting this out of my system as far as all these (laughs) foods today. So from Wednesday until Friday, I'm not going to think about pork rinds or or even solid protein. So it, it won't be fun, but you know, my wife's mom, uh, had a bout of colon cancer about 15 years ago gotcha. and my wife has to go every five years. So it's hard to argue as far as, yeah, I don't need to have it done. I don't need to have it done. I kind of pushed it for a while, but if, if our bodies are, are needing that, my parents, you know, they've had some, um, diverticulitis and different things over sure. time. So those are things it's like, I, I want to make sure that I want to take care of it. 50, 51, Yes. And if I'm okay now, then I've got another 10 years. I don't have to think about this. There you go. I know it's so much better to catch it early. My uncle just caught, he had a colonoscopy and he 
they found a small spot of cancer. They went in, they got rid of it. No big deal because they caught it early enough. So I, I do know how important it is. Yeah. And so that's the reason I'm sharing that as far as not just, hey, here's the personal life of Mark McNine. And here's, <laughs> we all know what he's going to be doing. his medical. <laughs> but... It's the, it's the fact of, you know, as part of our wellness program, we really encourage people to go, our, our team and our families to go, go get an annual wellness check. You know, we've done the biometric screenings, and those are great to get those done at the office, and it gives you mm-hmm. a little information. But it's really good to find a primary care physician if you can. I know today, in today's world with the, with the COVID, it's very difficult to get to the doctor. Um, hopefully these things will open up soon. But we just really want to encourage part of our wellness program and our, and our health benefits is getting a regular checkup, annual checkup with the doctor. Let the doctor go through some things and get a whole blood work, blood, blood panel done. And then when it's time to have these kinds of tests at when ages hit, <laughs> then it's best to go ahead and do that. It's not going right. to be fun. It's not going to be comfortable, but that's what I'd, health I'd, insurance like, is I'd for. like to wake up Friday afternoon from, and the doctor be staring at me saying, you're good to go. I'll see you in 10 years. That's my goal. Yeah. So that's, that's the reason it's I'm great doing goal. it. And I'll, my, it'll make my wife a lot happier because I've gotten it done Right. and she'll have a piece about it. So, sure. and I think that's what we want to make sure is that how's everybody feel and you know, what, what, does it give everybody a piece to know that they've they've taken care and they've done their part? So sure. That's what we want to make sure that happens on our wellness program. Yeah. Want everybody to stay healthy. And there are many ways to do that. Yep. So, so Elis, cool. thanks very much. I appreciate hey, thank it. Thank you so much, Mark. It was super yeah. fun to talk. Yeah. Listeners, we appreciate your time. We uh, look forward to getting and doing more of these. Absolutely. And um, we will uh, we'll be back online soon. Reach out, hit that ask button. And um, at this time, uh, stay safe and take care.